0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show.
1: it is Friday, June 16th, and it's going to be a wonderful weekend. I'm looking forward to this weekend. So much to do. The U.S. Open is going to be on all weekend. It's going to be on late because it's at the L.A. uh, Country Club. And uh, the the last group tees off at 5 p.m. Eastern Time today. Uh, Ironhead is looking at a big score here, man. He, he, he let it roll. He let it ride five bucks on Dawson Johnson. It's looking good. I, I, you know what? You should go out and spend that money this weekend. Ironhead. I think you're a, uh, I just may retire. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is perpetual sisters of perpetual indulgence day at Dodger stadium. That's going to be fun. A bunch of freaks pretending to be nuns or uh, mocking nuns. Maybe they'll have the cross, the crucifix. They'll have that Jesus character, and then they'll have the guy lap dance and shove his crotch into Jesus' face. What, what better way to celebrate our national pastime than mocking Jesus Christ? That's happening tonight in Dodger Stadium. I hope this blows up in their face. The cultural The culture wars are raging this weekend. This is a great weekend to not drink Bud Light and not watch Fox News. I'm telling you, I don't know who is making these decisions at Fox News, but they are just slashing their own throat. Uh, we could talk. We'll, we'll talk to Dave Rubin about that today, uh, and lots of other things uh, with uh, Dave Rubin, host of the Dave Rubin Show. But I, I, I don't know how many people have seen this, how many people have uh, have read this. But I am giving you an assignment. I'm giving you two assignments this weekend. Hell, free. You can watch us on the Newsmax Rumble page. Rumble, uh, Newsmax, just type in Newsmax Rumble, and it'll pop up, and we'll be there. They post our Friday show. You get to see all the video. Ironhead post, you get to see Ironhead. He looks very happy today because he thinks he's going to win this bet. He bet on Dustin Johnson. That was his long shot. And DJ is how many shots back is he Two. right now? Two. Two shots back. And Ricky Fowler's not going to keep this up. He is just not. It's not going to happen. I'm. Um, I, I. I like when Ricky's involved. He's kind of a fun guy to watch. But there's just uh, too too far to go. Long way to go for Ricky. Uh, I assume there'll be protests at Dodger Stadium. I look forward to that. I hope hope Clayton Kershaw and other players speak out against this insanity of honoring these these degenerates. They're not just honoring them. They're honoring them as. Community heroes, heroes, they're calling these guys who paint their faces white, wear uh, nuns outfits and mock the the Catholic religion. They are heroes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And we're still waiting to see what the Red Sox are going to do to top that, because no one's going to outwoke the Boston Red Sox. The Angels are also honoring these freaks, these sisters of perpetual indulgence. Here's here's what's happening. And it is happening right now, today, this weekend, this month. Right now, there is a culture war raging and there's just this out of touch elitist group that will do nothing that will stop at nothing to pander to the far, far, far left extremists like these 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 degenerate freaks in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. But you can't quite get your 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 mind around just how far gone these places are. You're not going to believe this thread that Matt Walsh posted last night. Matt Walsh of the uh, Daily Wire, who's the biggest culture warrior out there, he is just he has just been rolling the uh, the transgender cult. He uh, he's shutting down clinics, he's passing laws, he's really getting things done. And he posted this last night. And and you said it before we started recording here, Iron Ed, you, you, you're looking at this and you're saying it's got to be a joke. It has to be someone has pranked Matt Walsh. Not true. This is a threat about Fox News and what Fox News, what the corporate side of Fox News um, is doing to... Um, uh, to To force this madness on their own employees. He's got internal memos. <laughs> I mean, this this is the first thread. I mean, the first post of this long thread. He writes, Breaking. We've obtained internal documents from Fox News employees. Fox Corp is celebrating pride by encouraging employees to read about, quote, glory holes, supporting a group that gives sterilizing hormones to homeless youth, And deployed woke AI to monitor everybody. Explicit content. And it is. It is very explicit content of what's going on at Fox News. And I read this, and my first thought is uh, you're off the hook, Bud Light. People are moving on from Bud Light. I mean, the brand has been destroyed. No one's drinking Bud Light, but this is so out of just insane and out of control that when people read this, they are going to turn the channel with a vengeance, just like they turned away from Bud Light with a vengeance, said, screw these people. This is a a gift to Newsmax, a gift to all the, uh, the, the online content that hasn't gone woke. I can't believe this is happening at Fox News. They used to be the place to go to avoid this stuff. You went to see what what Tucker had to say or Hannity or Laura Ingram. It's not them. It's not Jesse Waters or Greg Gutfeld, but it is the corporation. And it makes a lot more sense. Once you read this, you sort of understand why they had to get rid of Tucker Carlson. And this 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 was the worst day in Fox News history yesterday because you had Tucker Carlson post another Twitter video. And again, this is your assignment this weekend. You got to read this thread. You have to watch this Tucker Twitter video. It is 13 minutes long, and it is the best one yet. And it is just brilliant. I know I I get accused of being a uh, a little Tucker uh, sycophant. And uh, on this day, I am. It is so good. It is so biting. It is so ruthless. Uh, if you haven't uh, kept up, here's what happened. Uh, there was a video the other day after the Trump indictment, uh, but, you know, after Biden indicted his chief political enemy, the president of the United States is attempting to put his political adversary, his opponent, his likely opponent, In the uh, 2024 election, he's attempting to put him in prison for life. He wants Donald Trump to die in prison for a crime which Joe Biden himself committed. It's it's real banana republic stuff, as we've explained for a week now. It is it is scary stuff. There's there's no doubt about it. They want to put Trump in prison. He's 77 years old. They want to see him die in prison. That is what your president, your sitting president is doing right now um, on. I don't even know what day it was earlier this week, Biden speaking, Trump speaking and some Fox employee, some anonymous Fox employee put up a chyron. That's the, the words at the bottom of the screen. And in the chyron, he called Joe Biden a wannabe dictator. It kind of went viral with the, uh, with the mainstream media. they asked, Corrine cringed, John Pierre about it, and she said it was. I forget what she said. It was outrageous. I'm sure she looked down at the binder and read what they they wanted to read, but it was kind of a uh, a, a kind of a gift to the uh, to the to the media to the Biden regime because it made Fox News look like it was out of control, attacking Joe Biden, calling him a wannabe dictator, and uh, Tucker in this video. Uh, revealed that the producer who post who put that chiron up there was fired or was forced to resign. The guy had been there for more than a decade. He put that up there. He he was immediately escorted out of the building for for typing that up. Now, just imagine if someone at MSNBC or CNN or ABC or NBC or 60 Minutes or, had posted a Chiron under uh, Donald Trump that said, want to be dictator. No one would bat an eye again two two systems of uh, justice here. And, and uh, as we see on display every day, but the guy who posted that is out, out of a job that was revealed, I believe for the first time by Tucker Carlson. So you have Fox news um, firing a producer who insulted our dear leader. You have um, internal memos being leaked to the daily wire showing that Fox corporate is as crazy woke as any company as, as woke as target or Bud Light or Lululemon or anybody. I mean, they're all in on everything. Gender ideology, pronouns, glory holes, <laughs> you name it. It is an amazing, disturbing, mind blowing thread. And it, and, and it's, it's, it's proof that fox is not what we thought it was at least not at the corporate level and it also explains why tucker is now doing twitter videos from his his home in the woods in maine and why they had to get rid of him it is a mystery at some level uh, because and as we've talked about this every day since since to get rid of him but he was their biggest star he was their highest-rated show. He was kind of the reason lots of people went to Fox News. He went to places, dangerous places, that no other host went to. He opposed the Ukraine war. He insulted Zelensky. He uh, he, he he claimed the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline when you know Biden, the Biden administration, was lying about it, and the media was was uh, going with the approved narrative. Tucker just did things, said things no one else did. And you often wondered how long they would tolerate that. When will they, they, they shut him down, shut him up. And it happened. He upset enough powerful people and the list of people who wanted him out is, is long and it's powerful. Uh, We've mentioned this before, but Zelensky had dinner with the Murdochs like a month before they, they fired Tucker Mitch McConnell hated him Lindsey Graham, Joe Biden, Big Pharma big Tech uh, Bill Gates uh, you know Zuckerberg all the most powerful people hated him so it's like knives out you know it's like clue the person who actually you know committed the murder here, could be anyone. Could be anyone of many, many powerful people. I think it mostly had to do with the war in Ukraine and how he opposed it, and how he was convincing people uh, that it was a mistake, that that Zelensky was corrupt, that Biden was money laundering in in uh, in Ukraine. So I think that was probably the, the principal reason they had to get rid of him. He was also telling the truth about January sixth. He showed the, uh, the 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 video from inside the Capitol for one day, he had 40,000 hours. He showed for one day, he showed that Jacob Chansley did nothing wrong. Jacob Chansley was rotting in a DC jail before he showed this video. Jacob Chansley is now a free, free QAnon shaman. He's free. And he's out there. And uh, that was because of Tucker showing the video. So he was a problem for the regime and Fox News probably knew they were going to take a hit. I'm not sure they knew it was going to be this big a hit. But you know what we learned yesterday? We learned why they sent a cease and desist order to try and stop him from doing these videos. He's going on Twitter, posting his thoughts on Twitter, and they want to stop him. All the other Fox hosts can do that. No problem. Laura Ingram, Jesse Waters, they can do that. No problem. They don't want Tucker... Who they took off the air to post on Twitter. They haven't stopped them. They won't stop them. And it's great. If you haven't seen it, you have to see this video. I can't recommend it enough. The whole thing is about wannabe dictator, Joe Biden, and how, oh no, he can't be a wannabe dictator. It is literally 13 minutes of dripping sarcasm, which is not easy to do, I have to say, as I as I posted on Twitter, sarcastic Tucker is the best Tucker. It's just It's just so good how he can keep it up for 13 minutes. He doesn't ever
0: drop the sarcasm. It's great. What do we have from Tucker Ironhead? We have uh, a couple of cuts. I just got one. This is the uh, exceptional one, I thought.
1: Oh, this is, I mean, it's all good. And it's short and there's no commercials and no guests. So I highly recommend it. But uh, let's watch as he He essentially makes the case that Joe
2: Biden is not a wannabe dictator. Go ahead. Of course, Joe Biden's not a wannabe dictator. Just because he's trying to put the other candidate in prison for the rest of his life for a crime he himself committed doesn't mean he has a totalitarian impulse. Come on, that's absurd. It takes a lot more than jailing your political rivals to earn the title wannabe dictator. That's the consensus in Washington tonight. And in some ways, for once, the consensus may be right. It is not a small thing to be a wannabe dictator. It's quite a process. There are a lot of steps. First off, there is the money. The one thing that all dictators have in common is they enrich themselves and their families, their tribe, even as the countries they govern grow steadily poorer and more desperate. They take kickbacks from businesses and from other dictators, They use the official functions of their government to funnel cash to themselves. They don't bother to hide the fruits of this. They live in garish mansions with big lawns far from the teeming cities, even as their own citizens languish in growing poverty, in some cases, literally living in tents on the street. So they don't really hide it, it's all pretty blatant, and ordinary people resent it. Of course they do, and wannabe dictators know they resent it, but they don't care. There's nothing the population can do about it in a dictatorship. It's no longer possible to fight injustice in a system like that. People can't gather in large numbers to protest the rule of the dictator. If they try that, they'll be arrested by his state security services, even years after the fact. A visit for men in body armor at the breakfast table. That happens. And if citizens persist in believing they can gather in groups to protest, they may be shot to death. A bullet to the throat. And then... Just to make the humiliation complete, to make the lesson gin clear to everyone else watching, their relatives can be arrested for daring to complain that their children were killed for complaining. That actually happens in some places. Ask Ashley Babbitt's mother. Here she is in handcuffs. You murdered her inside the Capitol, now you're gonna arrest her? One, zero, one. Oh so don't be like Ashley Babbitt's mother, much less like poor Ashley Babbitt. She's dead now.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, that's like two minutes out of the 13, but it's so good. It's so vicious, and it's so right. The idea that you can't call him a wannabe dictator when he's jailing his opponents, he's getting fabulously wealthy, taking bribes, uh, living in garish mansions. And if you're just listening, there was a, a aerial photograph of Joe Biden's mansion, one of his mansions. I don't know. It seems to me that this has to come to a head at some point. Go, go Jim Comer, go uh, Chuck Grassley. We know, we know the Biden family is as corrupt as they come and we know the media is doing their best to defend him and to deflect and to lie and uh, you know, that that's what the whole indictment's all about that's what that's why Donald Trump was indicted when he was indicted that's why Christopher Ray slow walked the uh the the 1023 form to to because he knew the Trump indictment would totally overshadow but Biden. Biden was asked yesterday about uh, taking bribes what was his answer why did you ask such a dumb question what a dumb question yeah <laughs> some media i think it was a new york post guy actually asked him about taking a bribe, can you believe that? Actually, asked the guy about these credible accusations that he's taking millions from the country where he uh, is now sending billions in U.S. weaponry to, to to destroy the place and kill people. That guy was asked yesterday, and he said, uh, "What a dumb question." He is, he is the one. You know what? Want to be dictator doesn't mean dictator. It just means what he'd like to be. That's that's what he strives to be. That is pretty apparent. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like dissent. He doesn't like people speaking up, challenging him. He used big tech to shut down dissent for two years when he was uh, running for office and when he was in office. Uh, and now he's using the, the, the full force of the national security state to shut down any dissenters. Before we get to uh, Dave Rubin, we got to do last night's event. Um the the number the the Biden poll numbers among Hispanics are cratering. He's like in the 30s, which is disaster. Uh Hispanics are waking up. They they don't they don't like open borders any more than anyone else. <laughs> so Biden at the White House premieres Evil Allegorias new movie and he talks about how much he loves Hispanics and oh I, or it, um I should call them tacos cuz that's what Biden's generally referred to, to Hispanic people as tacos. He loves tacos. So we had a bunch of them at the White House and they showed this movie and he rambled incoherently about how kids are all speaking Spanish now. It's a wonderful thing. And here we're looking at on the screen a uh, close up, a slow motion video here of Joe Biden groping Eva Longoria. Oh, he's going in for a little side uh, side bosom there <laughs> that, you know, that move just kind of accidentally <laughs> up against the, and she grabs his hand and physically removes it from her side. <laughs> it, it was a, <laughs> uh, it,
0: it was wouldn't. the, it was the Costanza stop short move. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's so uh, we used to call it the elbow, uh, the
1: elbow uh, breast move, get a little elbow breast in a crowd. Uh, he, he was going for it, man. If she didn't grab his hand, he was going to go full, full on uh, second base. There, <laughs> he was going to get a good. He was going to get a handful, and at least she's of age, which is unusual for Joe Biden. At least she's uh, a grown adult. And uh, it was just an embarrassing day, embarrassing uh, event, pandering, rambling, babbling incoherently as usual. This is why Gavin Newsom is is appearing on Hannity. This is why Democrats are scared to death. Uh, that he will be, he is their nominee. They can't. No one can imagine him even, even holding up to a campaign, let alone four more years. Before I got to play this, I wanted to play it yesterday. It is just hilarious. It's a keeper. Uh, I, I know we got to get to Dave Rubin. We got to get to the U.S. Open too, Ironhead. I got to let you gloat and take a bow. But uh, and we got to get to the comments and questions. It's Friday. We got so much to get to. By the way, it's June sixteenth. Five days left. That's another reason this is going to be a great fun weekend because we only have five days left as a human race. It was five years ago next Wednesday, five years ago, the Greta Thunberg, who's an expert, let's be honest, she is an expert. She knows the science. She said climate change was going to destroy all of humanity in five years. So we have five days left. So enjoy yourself this weekend. It's going to be fun. Have a a good time because we're all going to die next Wednesday. But Joe Biden, two days ago, was rambling again, incoherently, attempting to read a teleprompter, wrestling with a teleprompter as usual. And he made a promise, uh, a commitment that I'm not sure he's going to be able to keep there's no, there's no fact checking on this. Nothing from uh, CNN's fact checker or a PolitiFact on this. No one, no one checked it because, I mean, why would you check it? He's a man of his word. He promised that we were going to build a railroad, a rail, railroad line across, the, is it across the Pacific and then across the Indian Ocean? Or is it going to be, I mean, how do you get to the Indian Ocean to build a railroad over the Indian Ocean? And I'm, I mean, I'm not one to question. I look forward to that. I've always wanted to take a train ride across the Indian Ocean. So I think we should all be grateful that our commander in chief is getting things done. Just listen to him. You tell me. that. Tell me this is not a promise he will certainly keep. Go ahead. Well, we're going to win, and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in in in, in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> the president of the United States says he can't go off script, or he'll get in trouble. With whom? When is someone going to ask, who's going to get, who is going to get, <laughs> It's just just such gibberish. We're going to build... What, what American? I know he's pandering. I know he wants to make these... But name one American who wants a railroad across the Indian Ocean or a solar plant in Angola. That sounds like a joke. That's real America first stuff. By the way, in the same speech... He said, it's all our fault, we have to do these things because we are the ones that created climate change, which is a lie, that's an America last lie by an America last scoundrel. But uh, we gotta move, we gotta talk to Dave Rube, then we're gonna get to our uh, US open update before we uh, end, end comments and questions, and uh, before we say uh, farewell for, uh, this will be our final Friday, we're all gonna die, climate change is gonna kill us all. Greta said so and when Greta talks you must listen she is a she's a high school dropout but she knows her stuff All right. we'll uh, get to Dave Rubin right after this hi right, let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers they use proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses odors mold and so much more with over 350,000 already sold you know it works any smell Will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more are no match. I got a son, big guy, strong guy, likes to work out, sweats a lot, smells a lot sometimes. Just put my Eden Pure thunderstorm right there in his room, and in a few minutes, the stench is gone. The powerful thunderstorm sends out. O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again and get several thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure thunderstorm free pack for whole home protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere anywhere. You need clean, fresh air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and, and put in discount code Jerry to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Jerry, G E R R Y. Shipping is free. All right, joining us now is uh, Dave Rubin, host of The Rubin Report on YouTube, which has like a billion subscribers, and a big Ron DeSantis guy. Uh,
3: hey, Dave, thanks for uh, joining us. Jerry, good to be with you again. I, I can't believe it. You said to me right before we started, it, it's been something like like three years or so. So we got, got a lot here? to a lot of catching up to do.
1: Last time we talked, your dog had just died, and uh,
3: it was a great send off you gave him. What was his name, Clyde? Uh, no, Clyde is my new dog Clyde's now, new named after Portland Trailblazer star Clyde Drexler. My my old dog was Emma. Emma and Emma uh, if you if you guys didn't follow Dave on Twitter he gave
1: Emma a great meal every night like a whole chicken or a big yeah. uh, T-bone steak and let her center uh, off in style and I said I'm going to do that for my dog Toby but Toby was uh, considerate enough to dine his sleep and we never got the chance to uh, give him that kind of Two week send off, but you know uh, what, Toby? Toby probably did it right for himself and for you, so it's all good. <laughs> it's that is true. I didn't. I wasn't looking forward to the mess after giving him the whole chicken. But <laughs> uh, I, I got to ask you. I've been following you on uh, in the DeSantis Trump race. I'm a DeSantis guy too, but I'm wavering here. I'm teetering, Dave. They're making mm-hmm. it tough. Here's my question for you: Trump just got indicted on 37 felony counts. They want to put him in jail. They want him to die in jail.
3: Can Ron DeSantis recover from this? Yes, absolutely. So (laughs) first let's just say some good things about Trump and and the hypocrisy of the indictments. Trump was an excellent president, especially before COVID, those two and a half years before COVID. I think most anyone that likes me or likes you agrees with that. The economy was chugging along, peace deals in the Middle East, lowest all-time black and Hispanic unemployment, like things were really going well. The left was doing everything they could to destroy him, but it really was not working. And then obviously there was a different situation once COVID and the summer of love and BLM and the rest of it, he made some missteps, but I very, very proudly and openly supported him on the second uh, election. I was out there doing rallies in, in Los Angeles, which That's were nice. happening every, every Sunday, loved every second of it. I've interviewed him. I like him. I'm friends with uh, the kids. Junior and I go back over a decade I've become friendly with Ivanka. I know Eric. These these are good people. It's a good family, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one thing just on the Trump side in that regard. Uh, In terms of the the prosecution, and I would say persecution of Donald Trump, this is completely selective. It's purely for political purposes. As the president, he does have the right to declassify documents. As you know, Uh, Joe Biden as VP and Mike Pence as VP, who both had classified documents, do not have the right. Uh, to declassify documents. So there's an asymmetry here that is is obvious. Everyone sees it. And whoever is the president, I hope it's Ron DeSantis come January of 25. I would have no problem with him immediately pardoning him just so we could have a healing and then move forward. Now, all of that being said. Uh, this indictment, which happened here in Miami at the federal courthouse, which obviously I keep telling people it has nothing to do with Florida. This is not some set up by DeSantis. It's a federal courthouse. We've got federal courthouses in every state. Uh, this one does have more teeth than the New York one. If, if you read the indictment, I mean, there are a bunch of things in here, like him showing classified maps to a member of one of his political action committees and telling the guy it's classified, don't tell anybody. Uh, there's audio recordings. There's a bunch of bad stuff here. Now I get it. A certain amount of your audience, the Trump, the real Trump people, they're going to go, but Dave, we have no doubt Hunter and Joe and Hillary bleach bit. And, and yes, all of that. And we, and again, the, the two tiered system that we have cannot hold, it cannot hold. This is banana Republic level stuff. But the truth is there might really be something here. Let's also keep in mind, you know, there's this case coming out of Georgia, too. So right. the question, the question really just as a realist, again, I do not have Trump derangement syndrome. I've been hitting him because he's been hitting DeSantis. And I, I think in a very dishonest way with the covid stuff and Florida and a bunch more. And I think people should push back. That's what politics is all about. Um, but he may just get grinded down here. You know, it, it's tough being in one case, much less three cases involving the feds. You're supposed to campaign as well. Uh all of your all of the seemingly uh effective people that he had working around him have jumped ship. He's having trouble getting lawyers. Who's running the show over there? There's a lot of stuff to think about here.
1: It sure is. And I'm I feel like clipping that answer and just uh passing it out because I feel the same way. I mean, I I I've supported DeSantis and I keep it simple. I say he's 44 and he can do eight years. You know, he's yep. 32 years younger, he can do eight years. And you have none of the baggage. Everything the media is just uh, going crazy over now comes off the table. All these all these legal cases and Stormy Daniels and Jean Carroll and January 6th, it's all off the table if DeSantis is a nominee. But I feel like Biden and Merrick Garland and Jack Smith almost sewed up the nomination for Trump this week. I feel the surge. I know you do, too. And well, i, I, I I mean, I understand it. I feel like you do. He's been persecuted. There's a two tier justice system and not many guys could withstand what Trump's withstanding right now. But he has not lost one supporter, Dave, not one through this last whatever week and a half. Would you agree? So,
3: so I agree with the I agree with the latter part there. I'm not sure I agree with the beginning of it because I, I agree that he didn't lose any supporters. But I don't know that he got any new supporters. You know, people keep saying, oh, there's these bump in the polls when they go after him. But the bump, the bump in the polls, I think, are maybe some of his former people coming back, but, but they're not new people. I think one of the problems that Trump has, and no one's been able to explain this to me, if we're to believe the last election was legit. And by the way, I do think there's many reasons that we should be able to question it. And we should have been able to question it, you know, three years ago on YouTube without being kicked off or whatever else. If we're to believe it, though, Biden got 81 million, he got 75. Show me one new Trump voter, the new person who suddenly is coming around to Trump. Actually, not only can you really not show me that person, but there's a lot of disaffected people right now. There is a lot of people who I meet all the time, and I'm talking about in the middle of the country, not just here in Florida, who say, you know what, Dave, Trump red pilled me. He woke me up. I used to be a dem, or I was just kind of a moderate Republican. He woke me up. America first, make America great again. But I can't take it anymore. I can't take the craziness, the cases, the lies. I think the, the two big mistakes that Trump has made, putting aside these cases and if he screwed something up with the classified things, the two big mistakes he made, going after Florida and COVID the way he did, which everyone knew was a lie. Everyone knew it was a lie. Even his own surrogates who were repeating it knew it was a lie. And so that was one and then number 2 was the way he went after Kaylee McEnany because she was the absolute all-star of his administration and not just the all-star she was the front-facing person going up there every day fighting the media as the press secretary so it's one thing when he throws Christopher Ray who he appointed under the bus or you know some other kind of middle management three-letter people nobody really knows them they don't have fans everything else Kaylee people love her and they saw her out there doing the best freaking job possible right. So so those were two where his the lie was so big that he was basically saying to people, Trump 2024, ignore reality. And I think that's a bridge too far for too many people, which is why I think a lot of people, it may not be showing up in the polls yet. But I think it's shifting a little bit. But I think a lot of people are going, you know what? It's what you just said. It's Trump without the baggage. It's 33 years younger. And and the other thing with DeSantis is. I don't know any other I don't worship politicians, but I do not know any other politician in my lifetime who said this is what I'm going to do. Here is my agenda. These are the 10 things. And then literally did them all. And then by doing them all ends up winning in a freaking crazy landslide, 1.6 million uh, votes after only winning by about 30,000 the first time. So I think there's a lot of evidence that there's a new road here.
1: Right, and it's it, to me, it's nothing personal. It was election night where I, I got, I woke up, man. When Trump started calling him to sanctimonious and ripping him, I'm saying, wait a second, he's the biggest star the Republicans have on election night. He won in a landslide when you had all these other real disappointing outcomes around the country. A lot of them Trump uh, candidates, and you're attacking him. I I I said two nights ago it was one of his best speeches recently in Bedminster because he didn't attack DeSantis. He went right at Biden. He's, he needs to do more of that. I think, and you're right with the, the Katie McEnany, he can't bring loyalty into the argument anymore. You can't say, I mean, I voted for him twice like you did. You can't say you're disloyal when you turn on Katie, Katie McEnany. That's not a good move.
3: Look, there is a a case to be made for Trump. I would like Trump to make that case. When is it in political history? Forget American political history, Western country political history ever in the last, let's say, 300 years when supposedly the guy up by 30 points is relentlessly attacking the number two guy. It's never happened before. And that's why I'm saying the polls are not what they seem to be, uh, you know, and also you just got to remember national polls mean absolutely nothing at this point because you have to go through states and do primaries. DeSantis is out there right now. Actually, uh, this uh, Saturday, I'm going to be with him at an event outside Reno, uh, the Basque Fry event, which they do every year uh, over in Nevada. And I'll try to read the temperature on the ground. Again, it's a self-selected audience, but I I really think something good is happening with DeSantis. And that's kind of why Trump and MSNBC sort of sound like they're on the same side these days. <laughs> if you listen to Joy Reid talk about DeSantis, it sounds an awful, like, an awful lot like uh, Donald Trump talking about DeSantis. I thought that was the best ad he, he's
1: had so far is when you had the MSNBC guy say he's more dangerous than Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> I'm thinking that's what you want to hear. But how does it play out? How do you close a 30, 35, 40 point gap? Is well, that you, possible? You,
3: yeah, you close it You close it one primary at a time. Right. I have a feeling DeSantis is going to do quite well in some of these early states. Uh, and, you know, then there'll be some states where there's some odd things that will happen. You know, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are both from South Carolina. So there's every reason to believe that one of them might win South Carolina or they're splitting in South Carolina. The question really is, can Trump really get back out there again? and And will people... Do people really want more of this? You know, one of the things that I've been saying on the show a lot, and it's, it's really genuinely how I feel, is it doesn't have to be like this. Th- this sort of national craziness and neurosis that we're in, it, it wasn't like this when I was growing up, and, and I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s, and we had put to bed almost all of this nonsense around racism and everything else. There weren't massive debates about whether America was good or not. You watch Rocky four in 1985, you knew who the good guy was and who the bad guy was. We seemingly have turned all of it into ourselves. And now we navel gaze endlessly. And, and I think people are really over it. I think that's why the Bud Light boycott is working. It's why the target boycott is working. Uh, I think it's why parents are standing up again, even in crazy California now against some of the gender stuff. Uh, so I think there are, there's momentum shifting on this stuff. DeSantis beat Disney flat, out beat them. Uh, it was not easy. I mean, if you asked anybody before the fight, uh, would you go against the big as a governor? Would it be a good idea to go about against the biggest corporation in your entire state? I think the number one private employer in the entire state uh, and who has unbelievable power and tentacles into every facet of life, culturally, politically, uh, economically, et cetera. Would that be a good idea? Everyone would have said no, but he did what was right. And again, then the people rewarded him for it. So, to me, he's the way out of this thing, and I think there is an out for Trump as well, which might be if he sees the writing on the wall. Trump likes to be liked, and if he sees the writing on the wall, man, he could just say, you know what, I said a lot of crazy stuff about him. Turns out I have sciatica, or I twisted my ankle, or you know what, I, 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 my doc said my cholesterol is a little high. Let me run with him. I'll, I'll block while he runs right through. We have a bigger fish to fry than whether Ron DeSantis is a rhino or not, which obviously is not true. Which is absurd. So, so I'd love, I'd love for uh, Trump to go down that road. I, I don't know that he can do it, but I think it's, I, I don't think it's completely off the table. I I don't see that happening.
1: I think he's the, the revenge candidate or as Comey called him, the retribution. The candidate. Retribution. Yeah, yeah. As if, as if that's a bad thing right now, <laughs> I think, you know, there are 75 million people who like that idea. They want revenge. They want Biden exposed. When he said the other night, first order of business is prosecuting the Biden crime family. I think every one of his supporters was standing and applauding. Here's my idea. And it's never going to happen, but Desantis as president, first thing he does is pardon Trump. Second thing he does is name Trump as Secretary of State. What do you think? He, he's <laughs> no, he's, he can't.
3: He can't because Trump is too volatile. It's just, but it's he, just what, that way. You know, he, he
1: he ends. You know, he wants to end the war in 24 hours. He likes when he goes to the Middle East and everyone calls him, you know, a great peacemaker. And Desantis can fight the culture war at home, and Trump can
3: end the real war abroad. I, like, I like the idea of it. Like, like I like the structure of it, but I think maybe you'd need, I don't, it would be too close. It would be too close right. to do it, uh, too dangerous to take that, you know, that nuclear material and, and import it into the white house. What you could do maybe is figure out some way that he is somehow, I, I don't even know what it you know, they have these czars of this and czar right. of that. You might be able to figure out some way, you know, actually Donald Trump as a former president, sort of the way we always see, uh, George W. Bush and and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, if there's a, a, a natural disaster somewhere, they go around and do what they can. You could maybe do something like that. Like say to Trump, hey, you know, the Abraham Accords, there were about six other deals on the way. Saudi Arabia was about to happen. It was a freaking miracle about to happen. You could maybe say to Trump, hey, go cut a couple more deals. You, you can't be secretary of state like in the in the official title, but maybe, you know, that, that's a lot of insider politics. I don't know if it can happen, but uh, that would be a nice ending, though. Again, I'm, I'm looking for the nice ending here. I think Trump right. has to see the nice ending. If Trump's yeah, options yeah. are jail or destruction, well, <laughs> right. then it's not going to end well.
1: Right. He can have John Kerry's old plane, and he could go wherever yeah. he wants, and he can have free reign to come and go at the White House whenever he wants. You know, we'll we'll even let him take some documents home with him if that'll make him happy. But uh,
3: take a couple documents, to you know. do a couple pack people. It doesn't matter. Whatever you got to do.
1: I think, uh, you know, Trump is still going to be hard to stop. I I will support him if he's the nominee for sure. I will run to the polls. I'll vote early. I'll vote often, whatever it takes. But I think he's going to be going against your old governor, Gavin Newsom. I think what Newsom did with Hannity the other night was announce that I'm here. If that doddering old fool falls down again, and do you want Kamala Harris or do you want me? Nobody knows Newsom and DeSantis better than you do. Do you think that's, do you think I'm onto something?
3: Uh, I do think you're onto something because it's, he's making it very clear that you're onto something like he's like, otherwise why are you doing Hannity? It makes no sense. I mean, Gavin Newsom should be hiding somewhere and, and, and actually ashamed to walk outside because he has so not only wrecked California as a whole, but he was the mayor of San Francisco, which was one of the most beautiful flourishing thriving cities in the United States, you know, a decade, decade and a half ago. And it's an absolute abject disaster. It cannot be overstated how horrible San Francisco is right now. It is not safe. I've never seen crack pipes on every corner. People passed out. It looks like a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's on his watch. Uh, he was the one that had his decade plan to end homelessness, and he and he quadrupled it and and decimated a city. Uh, basically, he turned. You know, ironically, it's been good for Florida because we're getting all of the high money people here that what that are fleeing. They don't have to pay taxes here on top of it. And I think most of them actually are voting the right way now that they're here because they have a new understanding of freedom and a frustration with, you know, micro government that that, you know, all of the uh, Democrats bring with them. It's big government, but it's micromanagement of your life. Um, I think you're right. The real question there, I'd love to know your thoughts on this, is how do they figure out how to get rid of Kamala? Because that's what this is also about. Right. You can't just you can't just be like, all right, I'm running and, and I demand you be in a primary debate with me and I'm going to beat you at the ballot box. No way. It'll never work and the machine would never allow it. So the question is, if Biden is still alive and or functioning by election day, which, you know, is possible that he won't be, but if he is, how do they figure out how it will be the Democrats who will get rid of the first black female president, and they'll gladly do it. I just don't know what the trick is.
1: Well, the, the trick is uh, convince her that she can't do. I mean, she she's not she's not smart. We know she's not smart, but is she so dumb that she thinks she could actually do that job?
3: I, I don't, mean, I don't that, think we should. I don't think we should underestimate her dumbness. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: can you imagine her debating either Trump or DeSantis? Or, or I mean, she could uh, she couldn't debate. Right, but the question she didn't is, make it to California in the primary. She didn't even make it to her home state. She was that bad. No, and she somehow was, look, she she was
3: polling to... between zero and 1% in her own party when they selected, you know, basically sh- before she dropped out and then they chose her. I always say it. It's like, man, think how different this would all be if Biden had chosen Tulsi Gabbard, who was the, right. last, the last Democrat against him, and then Hillary Clinton literally calling her a, a Russian asset. You know, Tulsi, as we speak right this moment, She's still an active member of the military. She's leading a brigade in training right now. And this is the person they're calling a, a Russian asset. I mean, these people, these people really are evil when you understand what their tactics and, and, uh, and the outcomes of those tactics are. But I, I still think, I, I don't know what that move is. Like, you gotta really sit down in an office with her, say, look, we know that Joe has dementia or he just broke his hip. Like, you're hours away from the presidency. Or he took a $5 million dollar bribe. Right. Or okay, so it's a briber or we're going to let you be president for two months and then you're going to step down for the election and then he'll run at the top. I don't know what it is or how they do that, but I'm telling you, you cannot put anything past these people. Look what the DNC did to Bernie twice. So they will figure out a way. I, I think we've seen that. Uh, I, was,
1: I was saying to someone the other day, I said, I used to have real faith like in the FBI and the military. Yeah. And in five years, it's just gone. I've, I've become friggin' Abby Hoffman. You know, I don't... I, <laughs> uh, speaking it's of sad, which, right? It's sad. Here's here's what I got to ask you about before I let you go. The uh, The RFK Jr., I was watching this unfold today. It's remarkable. A Kennedy, not just a Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr., is being attacked from all sides by the mainstream media who are trying to destroy him, trying to stop him and he's being defended by uh, you know people on Fox News and Newsmax and Joe Rogan and Dave Rubin and it's a fascinating dynamic. He he's he's uh, going to be in the primary. I don't think he'll get to debate Biden, but it's really simple, Dave. He's he's against the war. Uh, He wants to close the Southern border and he's against censorship. Those are three planks for the Democrat party. And there has to be at least, I don't know, one out of three Democrats who uh, uh, find that
3: appealing and, and will give him their support. I think he's going to create real problems in the next year. Yeah. Well, look, we know it's about one out of three Democrats because he's already polling around 20% and you know, they're not giving him the benefit of the doubts with the polls. Uh, You're totally right. He's talking about three, but the the three things that you mentioned there, uh, you know, COVID, the border and uh, uh, censorship and the war he, the, and, oh, and the, the war. war. Sorry. So I added COVID. So the four <laughs> things in essence, those four things, he is at 100% complete odds with the progressives. The progressives will do anything they need to, to destroy him. I keep saying, you know, I'm not totally sure what makes him a Democrat anymore other than I think he's got some misguided ideas related to the environment where he still thinks the government right. is supposed to take care of stuff. Uh, you know, he's still a little odd on guns. But I've seen this script before as an ex-lefty myself, and, and we just mentioned Tulsi Gabbard. The ex-lefty, once they wake up to something, then you just got to give them a little room to get there. So I think by the end of this, it's very possible. I don't know that he's going to be a card-carrying, laminated member of the Republican Party. But I will tell you this, when the Democrats come to destroy him, the Republicans, if he was polling properly, and I think it's probably almost too late to get on enough ballots to even make it up, but they would put him on the debate stage don't forget when when trump was the insurgent the rnc even though they were not happy with it right the powers that be did not want him they wanted either cruz or rubio or whatever or or jeb they they didn't do anything illicit to stop him they just played it out and he won the democrats when bernie was the insurgent they basically destroyed him so again he's running against an insane machine that will gladly take him out and sully the kennedy name and everything else and I think at the end, he'll end up being sort of, you know, three years from now, he's going to be considered sort of a moderate Republican libertarian kind of on his way. And he's got some big and you got Jack Dorsey, you got Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be kind of these
1: rogues, these renegades who will endorse him over the next year. People that just can't stomach the thought of another four years of Joe Biden. But I just find it fascinating to see the New York Times and The Washington Post
3: try to destroy a
1: Kennedy. <laughs> Just
3: yeah. yeah. Listen, thought- I'd like to see those guys. I'd like to see those guys ultimately make the move to DeSantis. I mean, that's what I keep saying. It's like, man, so like a guy, like, let's say Aaron Rodgers. I don't know all his political stuff, but he's, you know, he, he really kind of woke up around COVID. It's like, like, dude, I, I have no doubt that you want to live in the same country that Ron DeSantis wants to live. in. I get it. Maybe it's still a little scary to, to say you're a Republican or supporter of DeSantis and be a, a professional football player. But but, you know, kind of get to the end of the road. That's that's what I'm trying to encourage the fence people to do. It's like, yeah, you can support RFK for now, but it's it's not going to do anything in the real election. We have an actual chance with DeSantis and he is the one that can bring in the new people. Well,
1: that's the one thing I thought of DeSantis way back when was I pictured that, you know, that kind of angry, suburban white woman that hates Trump, you know, yeah. (laughs) I know some of them and they just can't stand him. They don't care about policy. They just say, "Oh, he's he's vulgar or whatever." And I say, you know, DeSantis might be able to win that woman over. And especially if she's upset at the at things happening to her kids in school or COVID or masks or gender stuff, she, you know, he's the guy. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll let you go, but I need to I need your thoughts on one more thing. Sure. You were a, Tuck, a Tucker Carlson guy, regular yep. Tucker Carlson guy. We just talked to Chadwick Moore, who's got the book coming out. It is just mind-boggling to me, Dave. I I, I thought by now, it's been seven, eight weeks, I would understand this move somehow, somehow at some level, but – uh, Fox News just slashed its own throat. And and I don't get it. I really don't. Do you think it's his stance on the war on January 6th, on the fact that he's the only host out there who used to say Joe Biden showered with his daughter? What did he do? Why did um, they do this?
3: Yeah. You know, I have all the questions that you have. I, obviously, I know Tucker also off camera a bit, and I'm not going to repeat anything privately. But what I do know is that Tucker is probably the most important political voice that we have. And when you have a giant, the number one, he's not only is the, was he the number one host in cable news right now, he was the number one host in cable news all time. When you're looking at viewers, you know, Bill O'Reilly used to say the number one for a decade, but he was even crushing his numbers, right? Right. The guy was absolutely massive. You know, the conventional thinking is it had something to do with the lawsuit because they lost the $800 million dollar, lawsuit to dominion over the election i don't think it was that and i i certainly don't think it was cost cutting because for the 25 mil you're paying him you know you're bleeding in other ways now my guess is it had something more to do with ukraine and maybe some of the other real biden stuff but are you watching or did you watch i didn't finish it yet so don't blow it for me but did you watch secession by any chance uh no i I
1: watched the beginning i did not get hooked
3: So secession, which, you know, seemingly is about the Murdoch family and a media empire and the connections to politics. Obviously, it's, it's somewhat fictitious, of course. But, you know, once you start seeing how all of these things are connected, you also understand that, that weird things happen. And, and you know, Tucker, Tucker ain't no dummy. He's putting the show on Twitter for now. No advertisers. He's not making any money on it, as far as I understand. And he's also in a lawsuit with Fox because they don't want him on there. Right. Uh so it it's going to be interesting to see what happens but he it's he's not going anywhere unless uh well god only knows what these people are going to do it's true I mean someone said uh, Zelensky
1: had dinner with the Murdochs like a month before he got fired and I said whoa that I mean you are messing with some powerful forces and uh, that's why he was so great I mean he went there he went to those dangerous places and you kind of knew it wasn't going to last forever you know <laughs>
3: Dude, Zelensky could be the next uh, president if Biden steps down and if Gavin gets lost, you know?
1: Well, we'll see. I guess one of the whistleblowers just disappeared or turned up dead. So, uh, yeah, you're right. We are we are dealing with some really scary people at so many levels. But uh, I, Dave Rubin, I will let you go. Thank you, my friend. Uh, you can check out Dave Rubin at the Rubin Report. Oh, and they can buy your book still, I believe. Uh, don't burn this book. Think for yourself. Thinking for Yourself in the Age of Unreason, a good read. But uh, thanks, Dave. We will talk to you down the road. Gary, always a pleasure. Take it easy. You too, pal. Tell Clyde, give Clyde a steak. Get an me. extra treat. He's getting an extra treat. Good <laughs> seeing you, man. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's E-A-A-C-O-R-P dot all right, we got lots of, oh, look at all these comments and questions, but we got to get uh, uh, the U.S. Open. Um, I love the U.S. Open. I love the majors. This one's going to be good. It's, it's going to be on late at night. Ironhead's already got his plan for his night. His wife's going out and he's going to sit in a vegetative state watching golf because he's got some money on the line. How much you put on, DJ? Five
0: bucks It's going to be really tough. Five bucks lose, to man. win what? Uh, 300, I think it was. Wow, that's that's right now. That looks like a good bet. Can you get a bio right now and get like 10, 15? Um, let's see. I don't I don't know if they they have one yet. Probably after today's round will be when that's available. Here's-
1: Here's what annoyed me yesterday. I thought it was a pretty, I didn't watch all of it, all the coverage, obviously. But, uh, you know, it looked like a good course, a good crowd. There's some good players, some big names on the leaderboard. It's always fun to see Ricky Fowler in contention. Xander Shoffley's right there with him. And there's guys, Dustin Johnson's tied for third. McElroy's tied for fifth, which is a shocker. The in seventh There's a good lead tied with Scotty Scheffler. A good leaderboard, a good course. There got, there's going to be, you know, all kinds of drama over the weekend. And all they talked about, all the golf media, the golf channel talked about was how the course is too easy. They put the guy from the USGA who set up the course on golf channel with Brandel Chambly and those other guys. And they had just grilling him going, what is wrong? Well, how could you do this? This is supposed to be really hard. You can't have a guy go eight under on the first day. And I'm sitting there going, who cares if they're they're playing against each other? Why does it so matter so much if the course wasn't that hard for one day? It'll be harder today. The guy said he's gonna make it longer and he said it'll dry out. It'll be harder. But they were genuinely angry that the course was too easy for the for the best players in the world. And I'm sitting there going, I watched. I don't care if there's too many birdies or Too many guys under par. So what? What's wrong with that? I don't get it, but I'll be watching. Ricky's not going to remain at the top. Shafley, I'm going to say Xander Shafley has a much better chance of being in the mix on Sunday than Ricky does. But what do I know? I didn't think Rory would have a big day yesterday, but he did. Rory hit 16 of 18 greens. He was playing his ass off, so he might be there on Sunday. And uh, it was the lowest the lowest day one scores in U.S. Open history. And they were making the greenskeeper and the superintendent and the USGA apologize. I'm like, so what? Just as long as it's close, as long as it's a bunch of guys in contention, it'll be fun. It'll be uh, It'll be dramatic on Sunday. And what else can you ask for? What was the other bet you made? Did you uh, match up?
0: Yeah, no, uh, John Rahm screwed me on that one.
1: Uh, he'll be there. He'll but, be involved on
0: Sunday. He'll make the cut. Mickelson, are, we want, I want Mickelson to make the cut too. That'll be good. They are I'm offering there. me uh 12.56 for a buyout
1: right now. $12.56? <laughs> <laughs> <and 56> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, hey, you could walk away with seven dollars
0: and fifty six cents for the weekend, <laughs> can, Ironhead. Uh, we'll get a whole Bud Light. I mean Miller oh. Light. I mean anything else? <laughs> no,
1: no Bud Light. I'm. You know what? I'm enjoying boycotting stuff. It just feels. I don't know. It feels like you're making a difference. You know, Bud Light is just, just completely collapsing. Modelo is the number one beer. Modelo was what they were all drinking on the floats in the Nuggets victory parade when they all took their shirts off and they just got hammered. That is that is such a wild tradition now when the teams win. they First of all, you have gunplay and you burn cars and you destroy business. And then you have a parade where all the people on the floats just get wasted. Yeah. I don't know. I think they might've started with the Patriots with Gronk and Brady, maybe the Red Sox. But now it's like a, it's like an obligation. They have to guzzle beers and just get wasted, but they were drinking Modelo, no Bud Light for the
0: Denver Nuggets. Yeah, And Jokic Uh, actually looked like he was having a great time. That's true. He said it was
1: the best day of his life. He didn't want to go. He wanted to go home to Serbia and end up having a blast. That was good to see, but there'll be no Bud Light. Probably take the weekend off from Fox news. Uh, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll make a difference here. All right, let's give it a minute. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home, or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they're between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. Uh, I got to put my Ricky Vaughn glasses on. Couldn't find my other glasses here, but. Uh, uh, Jerry, you are in the Newsmax family. Uh, will you please put a bug in their ear to start live news at 6 a.m.? Dick Morris reruns. Yuck. <laughs> I can't watch Fox and Friends. I will tell my friend Rob Finity, who is a gr- does a great job in the morning. But he's right. I think they started 630. Uh, but I don't know. There's probably a reason for that. I'll tell him. I'll, I'll, I'll message him. And uh, I got a message from Greg Kelly after I was on his show last night and he just said, thanks for coming on. Give me a call. And I did, but he didn't pick up. So (laughs) I'll let you, I'll let you know how that goes, but it was fun. Greg Kelly does a great job. He's the, he's the closest thing to a replacement for Tucker, at least for me. I, like a must watch guy at 10 o'clock. He's a good writer. He's got good. He's funny. He's got good edge to him, but, uh, uh, Jerry, Twitter seems to be making mainstream media gnash their teeth. Do you think Twitter might help reform mainstream media? Yes. And Tucker's leading the way. There could be a sea change because you got all the Daily Wire guys on Twitter. You got Tucker on Twitter. If lots of other people start posting their shows, you're going to, people are going to go to Twitter instead of going to cable news. Yes, they're making a huge difference. As long as Elon keeps to his commitment as best he can to restore free speech, not not censor anybody, because if he starts censoring all those people, Tucker, Daily Wire, Shapiro, they'll all bail. Uh, so it's up to it's up to Elon. Jerry, do you think Eva Longoria boiled herself when she got home? <laughs> no, she uh, but she probably feels she feels uh, like she did the right. Got his hand off her. That would have been. Imagine if he really grabbed her good. That'd be everywhere this morning. That'd be not. I mean, uh, means no, me, it, it I was
0: going to say, no, it wouldn't. <laughs>
1: Jerry, uh, Dave Rubin, Chadwick Moore. When is Ann Coulter? Good question. Put her on the list, Ironhead. Put got Ann it. Coulter on the list. Would love to have her. Lock. All right, we got to go. We got to go. Um, thanks to everyone for listening and uh, and commenting. Uh, we uh, will be on the Rumble Newsmax page all weekend. This show, maybe the Chadwick Moore interview. They'll post that up there. Check it out. It's a, uh, it's, a it's a good ch- check it out anyway. They post all the. The best interviews, all the best content. You want to see some of uh, Greg Kelly or Rob Schmidt's uh, monologues, which are really good. Go to the Newsmax Rumble page over the weekend, but uh, that'll do it. I'm uh, I'm heading to L A. because I want to honor those heroes, the Sisters of Perpetual <laughs> Indulgence. Actually, I don't have to go to L A. The the
0: Red Sox can do the same freaking thing. It's a contest they, now. Who they had more woke? they had Pride Night the other night. They had Jess King, the uh, Peloton lady who is so hot. So That's good. Yeah. She's she's what, a lesbian? Yeah. I'm going to guess. Yeah. <laughs> no drag queens? No drag queens, just a super hot lesbian.
1: Uh, they're afraid of Turtle Boy. They know Turtle Boy do a deep dive if they have a, uh, if they have uh, drag queens. You'll find out what they what they really do in right. their free time, like he did last year. Uh, but that will do it. You got your assignment. Read the Matt Walsh thread about Fox News. Watch the Tucker video and uh, report back on Monday. We'll have an update. And then uh, the world ends Wednesday. So have a good time this weekend. Thanks, uh, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callian. This is the Callahan show and we will do it again on Monday
0: morning. Tonight, my head thinking something ain't right. Is it just me am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the endless time? In my lonely world. Tell me I'm not. Who thinks take- Like the show, leave a 5-star review on Apple and Spotify.